Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show. I am so excited about this show today because, you know, I always love it when we have a real civil rights leader and champion on the show, and may I mention, someone who has tremendous passion about the rights of all people with disabilities. It is my honor today to have the 2007 Henry B. Betts Award winner, Mr. Mark Johnson, a true freedom fighter, and Mark, welcome to the show, and congratulations on being the Betts Award winner. Thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity. I was kind of waiting for a drum roll. <laughs> well, see, we'll do that the next time we have okay. you on. I, I just want to mention that if you do not know what we mean by the Betts Award winner, you know, the American Association of People with Disabilities, I am so proud to be on the executive committee because we have this fantastic leader, Andy Imperato, and that that organization it is a cross disability organization. If you're not familiar with it, aapd.com. Go to their website, join, become a member. But I just want to tell you that every year in March they have an AAPD gala in Washington D.C. I always call it the Academy Awards of the disability community, and one individual is given this award called the Betts Award. And it is really a prestigious award, and that is the award that Mark Johnson received this year. So before we talk about that more, Mark, how about if you tell our listeners what made you decide to become an advocate for Americans with disabilities, because there are many people with disabilities, but they certainly are not all advocates as you are. So what made you decide to do that? Um, Well, I'm, I'm 56, in fact, 56 years old a week ago. Happy and birthday. I appreciate that. Belated, but nice. Um, I um, you know, got injured um, in a diving accident, you know, um, 38 um, years ago. And, you know, at, up to that time, you know, didn't have a whole, obviously didn't have much personal experience with people with disabilities, either you know, myself or family. And, you know, and obviously the image or perceptions of people with disabilities was different then than, than it is now. And, what happened is just as I began to live with a disability and meet other people with disabilities, it just became obvious to me that, you know, the only way things were going to change was to get involved. So that's, that's kind of how I decided. You know, I'm at the, you know, I, I have a lot of faith and I have a lot of family and I have a lot of friends and all of them have guided me, you know, to where I am today. But, you know, initially it was because it was in my own backyard and, and, and I it rapidly realized that, you know, um, if anything was going to get done, I need to get involved. Well, you know what, and I hope that all of you young people with disabilities are listening. You know, the uh, Americans with Disabilities Act, 20th anniversary is not far away. And I tell people when I speak all the time, you can't wait for the change, because we've been waiting a long time for a lot of changes. They aren't happening. You have to be the change agent. You just can't sit back and wait. And, you know, look what Mark has accomplished with his life from what he's doing. That's an example of what I mean. Well, a lot um, of people have made me look good in the process, so. Well, no, I don't say no. A lot of people that know you, and I know how dedicated you are, Mark, and we all do, and we're, we're just proud to have you on our side. 
Um, so, Mark, how about also telling our listeners about the Shepherd Center in Georgia where you are the director of advocacy? Maybe you could give them a little bit of an idea of how large it is and what you do there. Okay. Well, you know, I I'd had a... You know, seven jobs in five different places in three different states for the beginning of, of my work. But about 20 years ago, I found the Shepherd Center. And the Shepherd Center is, is uh, in general terms, it's a rehabilitation hospital. And it serves people with brain and spinal injuries, um, some other uh, neurological disabilities, but primarily brain and spinal injury. And it, it was fa- founded by a family, the Shepherd family. In fact, the chair of the board. Uh, 30 years ago, he's still the chair of the board. He's an uh, incomplete uh, uh, quadriplegic. And, you know, I just, I've kind of, um, they begin to know me, I begin to know them, and it seemed like the place that uh, I, you know, I'd want to work, and they were willing to support the, the work that I'd done and the work that I'm doing without compromise. And so, you know, it's just a good place. It's, uh, you know, a hundred and soon to be 120. Uh, you know, bed facility, um, you know, got a fitness center on campus for anybody in the community to belong to. It's sports, are, you know, sponsors, you know, recreation teams and sports teams. It's, it's not just about what happens there for 40 days or 50 days or 60 days, but truly committed to people after they leave. And so that was one of the other core values that, you know, attracted me to, to, to be there. So, you know, a rehab hospital, large one. Primarily brain and spinal injury, very committed to, to, to life after disability and very much uh, committed to the values of the disability rights movement. You know, um, I wanted to ask you, now, would these mainly be people from just the state of Georgia or are they from across the United States? Well, actually all over the world. Um, in fact, 50% of the folks that come to the center are outside of Georgia. Um, heavily concentrated, obviously, in this region of the country. Um, we are part of a model systems network of, of other similar places. Um, you know, in fact, in fact, the uh, founder of our center and the chair of our board, James Shepard. Um, James actually had to get his rehab uh, out west, and that what that was what led him and, and friends and families to create the center here in Atlanta was by saying, you know, people shouldn't have to go out there. People don't have the resources to go out there. We need to start something like that here. So now it's actually the largest of its kind, and it's, uh, you know, um, serves people, anybody and everywhere, but primarily this region. No, that is awesome. Well, and, and as the director of advocacy, what is your main role there? Well, you know, I, I always tell people it's to, to stir, connect, and organize. It's, it's really the broad range of teaching individuals to get in touch with their own power to sometimes organizing um, testimony or sometimes organizing public protest or, you know, acting as a liaison between the center and uh, folks uh, working on similar issues. So it's very broad from one-on-one to working with groups to working with, uh, uh, you know, whether it's the state legislature or working with members of Congress. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty broad. and I. I my goal is, you know, each month I kind of, uh, you know, uh, you know, check my performance. And the way I check my performance is, you know, have I, how many more people have gotten involved? You know, and that's kind of the question I have to ask myself every month is, did you get one more person? Did you get two more people? Did you get three more people involved? And as long as, as I'm doing that, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm doing what I'm meant to do, and, and that's just to grow the numbers of people involved. 
Well, we have a question for you from a listener in uh, Washington, D.C., from Jamie. Uh, congratulations, Mark, on winning the Betts Award. That is so fantastic. Uh, my question for you is what advice would you give to youth looking to become involved in grassroots efforts of the disability community? Well, it kind of goes back to that earlier statement I made. You know, if you know, don't don't wait for Martin Johnson to give you, uh, you know, a thumbs up or permission. Um, you know, I think the best way to learn is just to do and, um, and and to connect with other people that are doing. So I think just go back to that. You know, if not us or not you, who? Um, you know, I, I remember in my you know, acceptance speeches of the award, I. I uh, speech in the word, I kind of gave a little bit of advice, and, and part of that was, you know, I was born and raised in the South, and so, you know, I'd always uh, been taught to be nice, um, and what I cracked, you know, quickly, you know, learned was, you know, that, that it was important to be fair, but I didn't always have to be nice, so I think young folks out there, or, you know, folks in my age or my older, ultimately, you know, sometimes you just have to confront people, and that doesn't always mean it's in, it's nice, uh, but you do have to be fair. And I think the other thing is, my, one of my mentors, you know, Wade Blank, who's passed away years ago, um, taught me is, you know, I was one of those kinds of folks who thought, you know, if you just did enough research and you just put enough information in front of people, they would make, you know, logical decisions and, and they would change their mind if they weren't, you know, in the same place you were. And what I began to realize is, you know, all of us, you know, grow up with a lot of garbage and and sometimes you have to make things emotional for people to really deal with it, you know, from a personal, emotional, attitudinal level. So I always use this quote, until there's emotional change, no intellectual persuasion will work. And so sometimes when, you know, individuals or groups are getting bogged down, you know, in trying to create change, I says, well, you know, is it time to create some emotion? Is it time to really kind of attack the attitude, um, not just uh, the intellect? I so, love that quote. Would you repeat it again? Well, until there's an emotional change, no intellectual persuasion will work. So true that is. I, I know that is one of my favorite quotes that you gave that night. Uh, as a matter of fact, you know, we're going to all be working on this. Great quotes for the 20th celebration of the ADA, and I think that is like the greatest quote because until there is an emotional change, no intellectual persuasion will work. It will well, and even it, yeah, and even if it does, you know, Joyce, and you know, just it's um, you know, long-term change requires you know, you know, people ridding themselves of garbage and and embracing you know, new attitude and a different set of values. And um, you know, I don't blame anybody for being raised they are. Uh, I am not afraid to confront them if they don't want to change. Well, you know, here we are. We still have, you know, uh, only 30-some percent of Americans with significant disabilities who want to work and can work working. So, you know, obviously, unless there's an emotional change, that this intellectual persuasion is not happening. It doesn't work. It doesn't. There, it's, and there's so many different places and times you can use that, including the civil rights movement of other groups, you know, such as all the great work of Dr. Martin Luther King. You know, without that emotional impact, what would have happened? Well, until you know, people saw what they saw on TV, you know, uh, dogs and clubs and 
fire hoses, you know, and began to connect, you know, the, the real hatred and anger and resistance, you know, it made people deal with it on an emotional level. And, and I think the other thing, you know, you, a lot of people kind of, you know, you know, on a daily basis, um, you know, I may get 20 or 30 or, or more calls from people who have some very legitimate concerns, and, and, and I have to, um, you know, stop and say, well, you know, you know, simple things like, are you registered? But oh, what does that have to do with that? I say, well, do you know you're elected officials? Well, no. And I'm saying, well, you know, if if you don't have a relationship with people, they don't know you, they don't know your issues, nothing gets done. And so what happens with that whole emotional change stuff is that means it requires establishing relationships. You know, I, I had a thing this past Saturday, a little circle of support. There's a young man who having some health crisis right now and his waiver doesn't cover you know the amount of support he needs and his family's doing all they can and you know I said well you live in this this neighborhood and they have a neighborhood association and on the fourth you know Monday of every month they have a neighborhood association meeting you know have you thought about going to that meeting and introducing yourself to your community if you're not already and telling the story and, and making the connections and creating the relationships and you know I, I, people with people years ago when we were advocating for you know lifts on buses or access to public transit they were saying well public transit is crappy anyway and I said well you know I can either be on a vehicle where people go there they go or I can be on a vehicle with somebody interacting and establishing some rapport and a, a relationship uh, and you know ultimately it's the relationship that, that, that No doubt about it. I hope you're listening to this show and getting fired up because that's what it is all about. This is Joyce Bender. If you just joined us, we're talking to the Henry Betts Award winner, Mark Johnson, a civil rights leader, a disability activist, a real champion for all of us. You're listening to America's Voice voiceamerica.com where disability does matter. We'll be right back. Bringing you around the world right from your desktop. Voiceamerica.com At Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at benderconsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.benderconsult.com in the U.S. and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. 
A renowned speaker, writer, and personal coach, Steve Maraboli has risen to national prominence by delivering highly penetrating and effective programs that help people shake off mediocrity, destroy personal barriers, live up to their greatest potential, and align themselves with happiness, success, and excellence. From Fortune 500 companies, national corporations, and social organizations, to professional athletes and inner-city youth, Steve Maraboli is the recognized leader in personal enhancement. Speeches, seminars, and coaching with Steve Maraboli are designed to help break through the barriers that hinder happiness and success, rejuvenate ambition, reignite the drive to succeed, boost productivity, amplify motivation and inspirational drive, renew inner strength, and maximize effectiveness. Today is a new day. Release the power within. For more information, visit our website, abettertoday.com or stevemariboli.com or email us at staff at stevemariboli.com. Steve Mariboli. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Conversation at a click of a mouse. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, please call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joyce Bender. Welcome back to the show. This is Joyce Bender with our guest, Mark Johnson, Henry B. Best Award winner and disability leader in this country. If you did not hear the first part of this show, or if you know someone that didn't listen to this show, you better tell them to go to voiceamerica.com and go to the archives or benderconsult.com. Everyone needs to listen to Mark Johnson and what he's talking about because I'm getting so tired of apathy when it comes to the rights of people with disabilities. Mark, one question I wanted to ask you. Justin Dart, who we all miss so much, um, what role did he play in your life? Was he a mentor? Did he have any impact on your life? And do you notice a gap in leadership without having Justin? Well, you know, we I met Justin and Yosko, you know, when they first first started touring around the country. And, you know, um, I think the the role that Justin played and, and Yosko continues to actually play in, in my life is they're, they're, they're the, the ultimate cheerleaders. I mean, they're, they're always there to say um, thanks or lead on or uh, keep up the great work. And, you know, um, not a lot of people take the time to do that. Um, in the movement where people are recognizing whether they're young folks or, or whether they're folks who maybe just had their story told in the paper or whether they are featured on a TV program or maybe they set a new world record in or whatever. You know, we collectively as a movement don't spend a lot of time, you know, um, congratulating people and thanking people. And so that's that's one of the main roles that Justin and uh, his uh, Yoshiko played with me. 
Yeah, and you know what? You describe them so well. And although Justin isn't here, his spirit is still here. And I will tell you, Yoshiko Dart is absolutely fantastic. She has never stopped. You know what you were saying about being that cheerleader? No matter what you do, you get these notes from them. And, yep. and Yoshiko still does that. Keep on, lead on, no matter what. Your Bender power, you know, Mark Johnson power. Uh, they are just so fantastic. But we do need to do more, more with that. And I know you do. You have that website. Does you have a website? Let's get together or something like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's LGT Inc. That's one word, org. And basically, all all I've tried to do on there was, you know, make it possible to point people to individuals and groups that are doing good work. I mean, I, I'm not involved with them all. I don't get to talk to folks every day about their work. But somehow just saying, you know, if you want to get involved in transit issues or housing issues or home community-based service issues or whatever the issue is, you know, I'm trying to make it a little easier, um, you know, for people to, to make that initial contact, you know, because um, once again, they don't need to wait for me to make the contact, you know. They can just jump right in. Yeah, but I think that's so great you do that because, you know, that you're, you're doing what you just talked about with them. You're trying to do something to help people and get them directed. That That's one of the reasons you are that Betts Award winner. Right? Well, and, what, you know, you, you, you mentioned um, AAPD and, you know, and, you know and if, for people who are online and people who have access or people who go to the public library to get access, wherever you get access, is, you know, um, subscribe and, you know, the, the you know, Justice for All and get, getting that information is real important because not everybody has the time nor is supported to have the time to, to, to be in touch with people and information. And I think AAPD, you know, that's a valuable role that it plays. Yes, they, uh, it, they do. They are fantastic. Just to give you an example of the dedication with AAPD, Ted Kennedy, Jr., he calls me a week ago and says, I'm going to be in Pittsburgh. I want to stop in and meet you. Let's go meet some of your customers. And, you know, first he wanted to thank them for working with me and employing people with disabilities. But then after that, he wanted to tell them about AAPD and the gala. And Cheryl Sensenbrenner is exactly the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the people there are so dedicated. But, you know, it's important for all of everyone listening to the show, you got to get involved to be a member of AAPD because, just as Mark said, Here's a way of getting nonstop information of knowing what's going on that very well may be impacting you and what happens to you. Don't you agree with that, Mark? Yeah, and it, you know, and, and bottom line, you know, it doesn't cost much, you know. So, um, you know, but it is it is one of the few uh, organizations that you know is cross disability. You know, it's one of the few organizations that you know um, integrates the corporate uh, perspective into what they do. It's it's one of the, it is about the only organization I think that has the kind of leadership gala that it has because I think, you know, in addition to recognize this old farts, you know, through the Betts Awards, you know, the, the Hearn Awards, you know, the, the two individuals that received the Hearn Awards are very powerful people, very engaged people, you know, um, through, well, one through employment and one through, uh, you know, sports. So, I, I you know, I, I, back in 2000 was when I really kind of made a commitment to, AAPD, you know, through the Spirit of ADA Relay and, and continue to be a supporter of the organization. Yes, and that's when I first heard about you the most, from Andy Imperato. 
Do you want to tell, uh, and that was at the 10th anniversary of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Could you just take a moment and tell them what you did? Well, you know, it's back to what you said, you know, when you have to wait a long time to, uh, um, I mean, well, it takes a long time to plan something. You know, back in 97, um, a group of us got together and said, you know, uh, there, there is going to be a 10th anniversary of ADA. Now we can wait till the last moment and have somebody invite us to something they're doing, or we can hope something's going to happen, or we can start planning something. And, you know, I've, I've been involved in the, the 96 uh, Paralympics and Olympics and really um, felt the power of, of, the, of the, not just the games, but the, the torch relay. So uh, a guy named Paul Timmons and I, he, Paul's in Charleston, South Carolina, now came up with the idea of just, why don't we do a, a cross-country um, torch relay, recognize, you know, celebrating the 10th anniversary of ADA, um, and just let cities that are along that route or around that route uh, do whatever they want. And maybe it's not something new. Maybe it's something they're already planning. And that's kind of how it played out. You know, a lot of people were able to, you know, postpone or, or delay or whatever their um, celebrations to let it fall in line with the, the two months in 24 cities that we did. And, and one of the things we encouraged people to do was, you know, tell the story of their community. Um, you know, when people come to Atlanta, there's, there's a number of places I like to take them. I like to take them to, uh, obviously, the ML King, um, you know, um, Center for Nonviolent Social Change and the, and the museum there and, and where Creta and, and uh, you know, Martin, you know, are buried. But I also like to take them to 75 Spring Street where the DAP occupied the federal building overnight. Um, around uh, the transit language that would be in ADA. So, you know, in 97, it, was, we, it takes time to plan. Um, let's connect communities. Let's uh, educate the, the John and Jane Doe's around. Let's bring some, uh, let's collect some of our history. So it was multifaceted. Um, and fortunately, in that last year, it was about trying to bring more attention to AAPD. And it was about getting Andy out there, um, you know, in those communities so that he would become, you know, a face to folks. And, um, you know, we, we fortunately had the support of corporations like Volkswagen of America and, you know, to help get us there. Um, and so it's going to be interesting. You, you know, it's 2007, and, and you mentioned the 20th anniversary. Um, it's, it's almost starting to get a little late. Yeah, plan the twentieth, and that's why I was glad you mentioned it earlier in the broadcast. Yes, I know. We we need, you know, we it, just as you said, we can't be thinking, oh, gee, will someone do something, or what? Are they, you know, it. I hope that we get much more attention this year, even in two thousand eight, from the uh, presidential candidates than we have in the past, which is none when it comes to you know. Uh, it's really talking about people with disabilities, but I just remember, I remember that uh, relay and how awesome that was, and um, Yoshiko still wears that shirt everywhere she goes. I mean, I, I still remember that. That that was a really great thing. One question I have, the whole time you did that, what impacted you the most? Um, I, I think just the the... The nature of you know provide when when you provide it like a kind of general uh, concept and a general infrastructure uh, to people how they were able to 
customize it. I mean, Topeka, Kansas was real different than Atlanta and Warm Springs, and Warm Springs was real different than, you know, um, you know what happened in D.C., and then D.C. was real different than, than up in New York when they went to the United Nations and said, you know, this is just not a, a Georgia issue or a United States issue. It's a world issue. And so it was really, um, you know, um, rewarding to watch how people were able to kind of, uh, you know, spin it um, whatever way they needed to in their community. And I think too often that's what, you know, national groups uh, tend to do sometimes is try to dictate to the locals how they ought to do things and what they ought to do. And I think what was interesting about this approach was it was more of a, you know, here's a, a general concept and the, the infrastructure was the crews and the torch and the fuel for the torch and the, and the vehicles and, you know, the shirts and all that stuff. But people then just kind of took it. And, and went with it, and that was really rewarding. And it kind of reminded me, it's not really, you know, there's not really complacency out there, and it's not really, uh, you know, um, pessimism out there. There's really just, you know, getting information and opportunities and some support to people, and when you do that, uh, folks get involved. Well, and I hope you're listening, and I hope you are one of those that get involved, because one thing I enjoy when Mark received this award is many people told me maybe we need to hear more from Mark because sometimes in some places we need a wake-up call. You're listening to the Vets Award winner, Mark Johnson, who is a true make-it-happen person in the disability community. And this is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, on voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Mark Johnson. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. At Vendor Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Vendor Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at BenderConsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.BenderConsult.com in the U.S. and www.BenderOfCanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.BenderConsult.com Live in the Green Life with Kim Carlson. Echopreneur, author, and green living maven brings you an upbeat, fun exploration of the doables of living a more earth-friendly life. Kim cuts through the noise and urban myth of green do's and don'ts and shows that it is possible to live green easily. From hip organic weddings to exotic echo travel to healthy personal care products. Get the most current trends and tips from the experts for living a more planet-friendly and human lifestyle. Live in the Green Life with Kim Carlson. Broadcast each Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America channel. Living the green life for a human, healthy, and planet-friendly lifestyle. 
If you are a self-published author or an independent publisher, you know how difficult it is to gain maximum exposure. For the latest ways to increase publicity for your work, tune in to On the Same Page with Maxine Thompson every Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time. On the show, Maxine will interview thriving independent authors and give you the opportunity to call in and have your questions answered. She will also teach you fresh and innovative ways to gain more visibility and enhance sales for your book. The printed word has the ability to record culture and make history. Once again, that's On the Same Page with Maxine Thompson every Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time. Make your words count on voiceamerica.com. From our home to your speakers, voiceamerica.com. If you have a question or comment, please call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. If you just joined us, you are going to be sorry you didn't hear the whole show. This is Joyce Bender. Welcome back. We're with Mark Johnson, the Henry B. Betts Award winner this year at the AAPD Gala in March. And it is such an honor to have Mark on the show with us. Mark, one question we have from a Tony in Kansas is, Mark, first of all, congratulations on winning the Betts Award. That is fantastic. I'm glad you're out there working, trying to help all of us realize that we can make a difference. A question I have for you is, to what do you attribute this ability to be so passionate about what you do and overcome odds and obstacles? Sometimes it's hard to do this when people give you a hard time. What's your answer? You know, I you know I think it's a great question. First of all, um, you know, I, early on when I got involved, it would be easy for me to get frustrated and and just want to give up. Um, and and I you know I kind of had to take a little different approach to it. Um, and you know, if, if people want to resist, then I kind of used this image of giving them a shovel and letting them dig their own grave. You know, um, and what I mean, you know, what I mean by that is just. You know, I can get, you know, I know that ultimately uh, we, meaning the disability rights movement, are right. And I know that if we persist, um, we'll not only win, uh, you know, the small, um, you know, battles, but the, but the ultimate war. And I think, you know, the, um, I think if people take themselves too seriously or they take the critics too personal, it will just ultimately eat you alive. And so I kind of have to spin it a little bit and, and maybe rationalize and justify the fact that folks don't know, and, and I'm going to give them an opportunity to learn. And then if they don't want to, to learn, if they want to resist, then here's your shovel, and how deep do you want to dig? Um, and, you know, that's kind of the way I kind of deal with cynics or critics or or whatever. The other thing is just connecting with people who... who uh, I'll celebrate very small things. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it can be very small. You know, it can be a good story in a paper. It can be, you know, the restriping of a parking place. It can be, you know, um, me going to a, you know, a store and them having a lower pullout, you know, um, you know, uh, surface for me to write my check on or whatever. You know, I mean, I, you know, I celebrate that. You know, and you know, or if I go to. Um, and sometimes I have to laugh. I mean, I went to a festival recently, and I was going to a park where I usually park for that festival. And you know, there were the you know properly 
designated accessible parking places with one of them being a van only. And lo and behold, there were some accessible porta toilets. Well, where do you think they were placed? In where? the parking places. Oh. <laughs> So now I could have come unglued. I mean, I could have gone, but I, you know, immediately contacted the um, festival manager and said, you know, can you tell me where those things are? Well, they're behind such such building. I said, no. Can you specifically tell me where they are? And she thought for a moment. She says, we'll move them tonight. So, you know, I it's 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 clearly part of my bloodstream. It's something that I I can't turn off. I can turn it up and down a little bit, but. You know, the commitment I made years ago was was not to a job, um, but, you know, to a lifestyle. And that lifestyle requires, you know, constantly, you know, looking at the good and the bad and the ugly. Well, you know, we see a lot of it all, but I, I agree with you about celebrating. Sometimes I celebrate things I know people would never believe, but I, you have to. That's just how it is. You just have to. Well, yeah, you know, I like I got this is a major magazine here called Georgia Trend that goes to all the corporate America, and they did a really good job on uh, employment recently. But lo and behold, they left out. Um, and it's not. It, it speaks volumes, but they left out in the resource section the uh, 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 vocational rehab. And you know, I wrote the director of vocational rehab and said, "Speaks volumes," <laughs> you know. Because it did, you know, they had interviewed, you know, entities like people like yourself and entities like uh, yourself and, 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 you know, but ultimately, um, you know, the the state agency obviously didn't have the kind of visibility or connections with the chambers as they thought they did. And, you know, I get a chuckle of that kind of stuff. Isn't that amazing? Well, then I turn around and get, you know, a a message from the the, uh, director of, you know, what they call mental health, uh, developmental disabilities, and addictive diseases here, where, you know, that particular department has made employment, you know, a higher priority than usual. And um, in the last year, you know, they've worked with 8,000 people to find them jobs. And, of course, I know there's no connect between them and voc rehab. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I'm constantly stirring, you know, trying to make those connections. And then when there's an opportunity to organize, organize. Well, let me ask you this. I have to know. What what did it mean to you when you got that phone call and you were first told, Mark, you are the Henry B. Betts Award winner? I mean, what, what, did, you, what did you think? Well, you know, I, I, I think I said, I remember saying some things about, you know, this is one for the people in the streets, you know, you know, cause, you know in, the, in the movement sometimes you talk about we need people in the suites and we need people in the streets. And, and I'm fortunate to kind of have hands and fingers and toes and whatnot and a little bit of both, but I really felt like this was a recognition of of folks that have been involved with groups like ADAPT, you know, for years. And it was really, a, a you know, I know Wade, uh, my mentor, never uh, you know, got recognized at this level, but it was also recognizing him. And so it was a pretty emotional moment. I mean, it was... You know, personally satisfying, but it was, and professionally satisfying, but it was very satisfying that that AAPD, with the diversity that it has, was recognizing uh, the work of, of organizers and activists, um, and and so that was that was real rewarding. And, and you know, I just want to mention again, yeah. this is a very prestigious award, 
And this is no small event. I mean, when you go to this event, you're seeing some cabinet leaders, uh, senators, you know, all very historic civil rights leaders in the disability community, and like over a thousand people. I mean, it is packed. It is packed every year. It is really such uh, a wonderful event, but it really is a very prestigious award. I know they go through a lot. The uh, you know, when it, the team that makes that decision. So it, I'm sure I knew it was a great honor to you just by how you acted, you know, the speech that you gave. Yeah, it was, and, and it's good to see what's happened since then. You know, we're, we're ADAPT and AAPD and National Council of Independent Living and, uh, you know, organizations got together and created that, you know, um, questionnaire for all the uh, candidates running for president. And and we've already seen three, I think maybe four already respond to those. And so hopefully people will go to the AAPD website and access not just the questionnaire, um, but see who's responding and who hadn't, and then study the answers and use that on the local level. If maybe they have the desire to be a delegate to their convention, you know, to their party's convention. Um, if the, the efforts to get that information to people are there, now let's see people use it. I agree 100%. That is, leads me to my next question, which is, do you think, your opinion, that we could get the disability community united, and what I mean by that is voting and involved in this next presidential election more than in the past? Well, well, not to sound cold, if we don't, we deserve what we get. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and um, you know, there have been times where, you know, set with people who've been extremely disappointed and said, well, did we do... If we did our best, you know, we did as much as we could, you know, um, and we're still feeling that way, then then maybe you know, change strategies or something. But if we haven't done all we can and done our best, then, then we get get what we deserve. You know, it, nobody out there, I mean, we'd like to believe this. It is common sense and it should be easier, um, but it's not, you know. And, and when people, um, you know, realize that, you know they're part of the the solution, and it takes a lot of energy. Um, you know they'll they'll ultimately see the reward. Yes, and you know I want to tell you if you're listening, you you've got to vote. Okay, you just must vote. I do not care when you get registered to vote if you are Democrat or Republican. I do not care. I just care that you vote. You've got to vote. You've got to get out. You know, we have such a powerful group if we could get this group united. What yeah. a sleeping, as Andy Imperato says, you know, the sleeping giant. And people Is don't, the, you know, people just, you know, it, it may, you know, uh, not be everything on the ballot. You know, um, I tend to, I mean, people can do absenteeism and people can do advanced voting. You know, I tend to like to go because um, I tend to like to interact with the people working at the poll and I like them to see someone with a disability voting, and I like them to, you know, when they put out those little international symbols of access for parking or for, for the machines, I like them to know that there's somebody there that appreciates that. So mm-hmm. it's all back to that, you know, once again, establishing a relationship, which creates attitude change, which leads to, to, to public policy changes, which leads to, you know, to inclusion and support. It's, it's a process, and, you know, you're, um, the gentleman from Kansas I think I got that right. Yep. Who, who called, you know, it, that's, I think you can let it eat you alive or you can step back and recognize that it's a process. Um, um, that 
may take longer than our lifetime uh, to ultimately change those uh, under and unemployment goals. May ultimately, but you know, I was I was up at Virginia Beach recently, and lo and behold, the the boardwalk was built right out to the soft sand, so I was able to roll right out to the hard sand. I mean, you know, small, yes, yeah, small change, but uh, but nonetheless, a change. Small, but something to celebrate, right? That's right. All right, and if you're listening to this show, we're going to go to break. Right now, we'll be right back. Don't miss out. We're talking to Mark Johnson. That's award winner. This is Joyce Bender, the voice of voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. From our home to your speakers, voiceamerica.com. The Woman MVP Who Sets You Free with host, entrepreneur, author, motivational speaker, corporate executive, philanthropist, wife, and mother, Luann Mitchell-Halter is an exciting and provocative look at the real world with real exciting guests and real stories of triumph and professionalism with a dash of spice sharing recipes for a better world on all the playing fields of life. Join Luann Mitchell-Halter as she and her guests uncover and expose us to our abilities to create our very own big league MVP. MVP, my victory plan, potential for greatness. The Woman MVP Who Set You Free with Luann Mitchell-Halter broadcast each Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. The Woman MVP Who Set You Free. It's time to get off the bleachers, play the game of life, and be the MVP. At Vendor Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Vendor Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at BenderConsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.BenderConsult.com in the U.S. and www.BenderOfCanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.BenderConsult.com Wine and Women is not your boring wine geek show. It is rather a fresh, fast-paced approach featuring interesting stories and entertaining segments about wine and wine-related topics through a warm and chatty format that will appeal especially to women, men optional. Hosted by wine connoisseurs and luxury lifestyle experts, Julie Brosterman, Lisa Kring, Sharon Borston, and Jeanette Oku, Wine and Women takes listeners to Napa, Sonoma, and other wine regions worldwide to meet the best as well as the newest winemakers, to restaurants to meet top chefs and sommeliers, to wine-themed spas, wine country getaways, even into supermarket wine aisles where Women and Wine Angels swoops down and helps shoppers to get their wine picks and more. Women and Wine broadcast each Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Women in Wine, enjoying life one sip at a time. Conversation at a click of a mouse. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, please call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joyce Bender. 
Welcome back. And I want to tell you, if you just joined the show right now, if you just tuned in, we're talking to Mark Johnson, the 2007 Betts Award winner. This show is a show you want to tell your friends about and tell young people with disabilities about. If you missed the show, remember, you can go back to Voice America or BenderConsult.com because we have this show archived forever. Make sure you tell everyone about it. Mark, we were talking about you winning the Betts Award, and I want to say you have received many awards in your life. You're very recognized for the work that you do. I always say when I talk about you, you have the fire. What, what gives you this daily fuel that you have? Well, I, part of it's my faith. You know, I mean, I do start, you know, every morning with some meditation and with some, you know, thanking of my creator and with, you know, uh, some uh, uh, requests for, you know, assistance and guidance and support for the day. So, you know, a lot of it's, you know, uh, my faith. And, you know, I uh, my parents are in their early 80s, and they continue to give back to their communities. Um you know, my mother says, hey, I'm older. People I take around and help them grocery shop are younger than I am, you know. So it, it was, the, you know, it, it's, it's, it's faith, you know, driven, and it's, it's uh, having, you know, good uh, models, you know, with my family. And, and then it's just friends that, that support me. So, you know, it's hard to, uh, you know, pin it down to any one particular thing, but if I had to, I would say it's my faith. Well, you know, it is with me also, but I want to also add, you know how you're listening to Mark talk about all this work he does giving back? If you really want to get fired up, you just make giving back part of your life. You make that part of what you do. And I'm going to tell you, it's amazing what it will do for you and your perspective on life. That is why I respect you so much, Mark, and how you have spent your life and what you've done to help all of us and continue to do. But as you mentioned, you know, in life there's the good, there's the bad, and there's the ugly. And for many people, when they first have an accident, such as a spinal cord injury, you know, they face a lot of hurdles. You know, it's very difficult for a lot of people, probably for most people right at the beginning. But for you, what would you say are some of the biggest hurdles that people are going to have to deal with when they first encounter spinal cord injury? Uh, you know, I just I think embracing disability as normal is, you know, it, it was a process because once again I had limited experience, you know, limited knowledge, uh, limited relationships, and so, you know, you know, it took me a while to to embrace this new identity, and now it's not just embracing identity; it's embracing the community and all it represents. And that's a process. So I, I think you know, getting people to see that you know, you know. This happened, and and it's important for me to get on with my life. Is, you know, I usually tell people it takes about a year or so, and then then ultimately sometimes you hit that that financial uh, hurdle, you know, um, you know where there's either not much money or lack of money, or it's going to take a while to earn that money. Um, you know, you you do literally run into financial barriers, and those barriers sometimes can keep you isolated uh, more than you want to be, but. That's what I love about, you know, the Internet. That's what I love about social media, you know, whether it's YouTube or Facebook or MySpace or whatever. It's a whole new generation of ability to to connect and create communities, and I think that's a huge role that young people um, are beginning to play and will play is helping folks like me under – I mean, I, 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 pre, I very much recognize the power of it, but helping me 
you know, uh, use it as well and embrace it as well because it's here and it's, it's not going away. You know, that is so true. And I want to get back to what you said at the beginning about embracing, you know, your disability. You know, I remember when I had my accident where I almost lost my life and ended up having brain surgery as a result of epilepsy and having a seizure. And, you know, I tell people all the time, if you can get to the place where you accept and embrace your disability, where it's not something that you're ashamed of, but it's part of you. It's part of who you are. And, you know, we do have our own disability culture. That is such a major step forward. And getting back to what you talked about several times, having those relationships, getting involved with other people in the disability community, boy, that helps so much. Oh, huge. Um, You know, I just, uh, about two and a half years ago, started working with some students from the University of Georgia on on the Darius Goes West Project, you know, it's D-A-R-I-U-S, Goes West Project, you know, and this was about, you know, you know, college-age students with disabilities, you know, um, supporting their friend with a disability and going on a journey and turning it into a documentary, and now they're running around to festivals, you know, and they're, you know, you know, Darius himself says, you know, you know, um, he's not ashamed to be disabled, you know, it's, 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 it's who he is and part of who he is, and life goes on, and Yes, he has, you know, the aggressive form of mustard dystrophy and may die young, but, you know, he doesn't want people around him to feel sorry for him. You know, he wants people to understand that he has a life to live and and, uh, does need support, and let's get on with it. Well, Mark, you, you you are so awesome, and you have accomplished already so much in your life, and now you have this prestigious award that you've won. Everyone that's been on this show for the past three and a half years, I ask these last two questions. At this time in your life, what do you feel is your greatest accomplishment? Um, just my faith, family, and friends. You know, I've been married for about 25, going 26 years now. I have a daughter who uh, turned 23 and going to start teaching first graders in August. And, you know, um, I think when I think about, you know, what I've been you know, blessed to accomplish, it's been some kind of balance in my life. Um, you know, that's, that's fueled by my faith. Well, I think you have done so much for so many people. And, you know, sometimes people don't realize, but there are so many people, Mark, who look up to you and who have, you know, really value you and what you have done. And I tell people all the time, always remember, there is a child somewhere or an adult, a person, no matter who it is, watching, and you just can't imagine the impact that you know you're having so uh, I can tell you in behalf of all people with disabilities I thank you for everything that you have done for all of us and continue to do well thank you for this opportunity and you know I just remind people if if, if not us who and you know always be fair and don't be afraid to uh, stir it up a little bit and uh, uh, confront attitudes and create a little bit of emotional change is that your message that's my message All right. Well, I want to tell you what. We will listen to you, but at the end of every show, I always end every show with a quote from a famous civil rights leader. And, of course, today it has to be Mark Johnson. And, Mark, you're not going to be surprised. You're going to be not surprised when I tell you the quote I want to leave from Mark Johnson is, Until there is an emotional change, no intellectual persuasion will work. Says our champion, Betts Award winner, disability rights leader, Mark Johnson. 
thank you so much for being with us and for all you do for all of us. You have been listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, on voiceamerica.com. See you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.